this week on a fiery episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast. Should one injury derail your entire season like that? It shouldn't. The people you got on the sidelines is better than the talent some of these other programs got on the field. If your if your whole season goes down the drain like you did for Florida State, that's coaching. We supposed to be the losers, but we really know. They used to laugh at us, now we really know. They used to tell me never in my lifetime. I guess they wasn't in their right mind. Underdog. All right, what's going on, folks? Welcome to a brand new exciting episode of Strong Arm Sports Podcast, the realest sport podcast. In True. all the land. I'm talking about in all the land. True. We're here today to wrap up the last weekend sports in dramatic fashion, man, with no BS, no sugarcoating, and no biases, just the strong arm truth. This happens to be your first time watching the show or listening to the show on any of our various podcast channels. I'm one half of the show. I go by the name of Case Fade the Prospect. And I'm your boy, Paris 57 and together we form Strong Arm Sports Space. Yes, sir. It's about to be a crazy show, homie. First of yeah, all, I, I want to start off by saying I want to put this disclaimer out. First of all, this program is not suitable for uh, viewers under the age of 13. Viewer discretion is advised because this oh, yeah. is the type of show it's going to be. Oh, yeah. It's going to be that type of show. Spade, I want to start it. off by saying, you, I want to start off by saying, Spade, you might as well just give me, just find me right now. Like, tell the producers, tell, tell the strong arm. Sports staff to find me right now because they might well just find me for uh, conduct detrimental to the team. Ain't that what they get? That give me that right now because I'm but cutting the check. Over here, you get suspended, and this ain't that type of suspension with pay. So, you know, <laughs> make sure you, I'm, be hey, you might well just give me the fine right now, homie. But well, I'm gonna tell you, you know what, babe, we're gonna start in the NFL. We're gonna start in the NFL. Let's do it, bro. It's been it's been a crazy week. If you guys didn't know. The Raiders, they played the Broncos, and we already know Tlaib and Crabtree, they had some issues dating back a couple of years ago, and it has spilled over into this game. At, you know, recently, Tlaib, Crabtree had it out. It was a big brawl. Now, it's been reports out there that it all started because Crabtree punched Chris Harris Jr. in the stomach. Now, I've seen the footage. I couldn't quite see a punch. It wasn't the right angle for me to see the punch. But uh, Chris Harris Jr., in his defense, he was bending over. He was pointing to Crabtree like, yo, he punched me in the stomach. I didn't see a punch. Let me know in the comment section down below if you guys saw the punch. But another play, Crabtree and uh, Tlaib was, you know, it was a run. Crabtree was blocking. Uh, it kind of spilled over to the sideline, and uh, he was still blocking. He was blocking him all the way out of bounds. And typical Tlaib, he snatched Crabtree training. His chain, he snatched Crabtree chain again. Spade, you got to let your boy know. What is going on with Crabtree and Tlaib, homie? All right. I just put my glasses on for this one, man. Let, let's talk. Now, I think I'm a pretty hip guy. But, you think you're okay. pretty hip, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're getting age. older, but we feel like we're still pretty hip. Yeah. I still keep my ears to the street. I got some yeah, kids I get that it. keep me young. Yep. But I'm probably going to sound like the old guy on this. LaParis, I'm going to tell you why I got a problem with this. Okay. The, the NFL, uh, even you see commercials, a bunch of different big platform-having organizations. You know what they speak out on now, bro? Bullying. That's right. Anti-bullying campaigns, even on mm -hmm. the internet. Cyberbullying is still a form of bullying. We're seeing, you know, tragic stories of young people committing suicide and 
just yep. you know alienate alienating themselves from others because they are being bullied. Now, if this ain't a case of bullying, I don't know what is. Now, let me give you my take on it. First of all, Crabtree, he's kind of been that guy. He's kind of easy to pick on. I don't know why, but he's been that guy. You could go yep. all the way back to mediocre, mediocre with him and mm -hmm. Richard Sherman. He's always been that guy to pick on, and I think DBs kind of pick on him. Now, okay. Crabtree came out of Texas Tech. He was a high draft pick. And expectation yep. was high, and I feel like at first, if you look at his career over in San Francisco, he didn't really live up to that bill. And he could have easily just ended his career as a guy who never lived up to the hype. But it seemed yep. like going over to Oakland did something for him. He, it really rejuvenated his career, and he actually became a number one receiver. He gets it in over there. He plays yep. big. He's a good player. Whether you like him or not, he's a good player. This whole thing with him and Tlaib, I don't like it, bro. Tlaib breaks his necklace. This is the first time that yep. they meet. Now, mind you, I ain't talking about a gaudy like Miami Hurricane turnover chain is hanging all over his jersey. Oh, Lord. It's like, gonna find it's, a way to plug the in his neck piece. No, but I'm saying, like, I'm seeing people saying stuff like, well, he shouldn't be wearing a necklace. Like, you know, that'd be people who get on Twitter and talk, don't know what they're talking about. You and I, we both know Deion Sanders wore a damn necklace pretty much his entire career. Crabtree ain't the first person to wear a damn necklace in and the people NFL. Pay, I don't mean to cut you off, but people done lost diamond earrings. and Yeah, man. Come on, man. People done people lost their hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But... At any case, the necklace is, is tucked away. You can see it, but it ain't like it's just flopping out on his jersey while he's running around. Mm -hmm. Tlaib breaks this man's necklace. He could have fought Tlaib right there. He probably would have got suspended, ejected from the game. It would have costed his team. He took the high road. He talked to the ref. He was like, hey, this man broke my necklace intentionally. And the league allowed Tlaib and others to clown him like he was a bitch. They basically clowned this man like he was a bitch. Like, oh, he went and told the ref, and they laughed at him. The league didn't do anything. They didn't do anything to Tlaib. They didn't do anything for him. They allowed him to take that L. And there's been a whole year of mm -hmm. people clowning him and cracking jokes. Yeah. So you thought they was going to meet. And I don't care whether you think somebody's a tough guy, a thug, or a punk, or whatever you, whatever you think they are. Everybody's got that line. Everybody's got that limit. So you knew it was going to be bad blood. The league ain't offer any statement about it going into the game. You would have to be a complete dumbass to think these two not going to get tangled up in something. The league did absolutely nothing. They didn't do anything to prevent the incident. You got a play. You got Crabtree blocking Tlaib. I'm pretty sure it was talking. Everybody like, oh, Crabtree yeah. took it too far. He was blocking him. You think Tlaib didn't say nothing? Like, come on, let's be serious here. If you know Tlaib, you know he was popping off. He, hey, looked like a damn good block to me. Drove him off the field, was still driving him. Tlaib, while being driven off the field, reaches in, grabs his necklace, and pops that shit again. And mm. they go to the floor. And, and of course, the scuffle ensues. You see Crabtree without his helmet. He's obviously upset because he ain't got his helmet on, and he still looked like he's trying to fight Tlaib. And you know mm. what they did? They clowned him like he was a bitch still for fighting back. And the league suspended both players for two games. Now, since then, that suspension has been reduced to one game, but I got a problem with it, LaParis, because as the league, you didn't do anything to de-escalate this situation. The first time he got his necklace broke, it was no statement made. The league didn't do absolutely nothing. They allowed everybody else in the league to laugh at this man for getting his necklace broke. So you damn right it's going to be a fight the next time it happens. And then when it's a fight, then when you do defend yourself, they say you suspend it. I don't know what he was supposed to do. I got a problem with it. I got a problem with this notion that people think this makes Tlaib a tough guy. 
And that's how I know I'm getting old. I see folks on social media like, oh, Tlaib's a thug. How's he a thug? Because he broke a necklace. That shit ain't tough. That don't make you tough because you break a necklace. Like, to me, I, I just feel like this thing is going to spill over. It's mm-hmm. a possibility these two guys can meet in Orlando. They still doing the, the trash-ass Pro Bowl in Orlando, bro? Or are they going back to Hawaii? Uh, Hawaii don't want it no more. Uh, they really need to get to scrap this. I don't know where it's at, but they really need to scrap it's, that It's going to be somebody no, no one cares about anyway, especially yeah. if it ain't in Hawaii. That's the only reason why people was going for that mm-hmm. little vacay. Ain't nobody trying to go to Orlando. But anyway, wherever it is, these two guys are going to end up being somewhere, If they, especially if they do like the AFC versus the NFC in the Pro Bowl, the old original format and this thing is going to really spill over and it's going to be ugly and it could have been de-escalated by the league i even saw and then i'm gonna shut up after this somebody said why would Talib wear the necklace again why would he not if he wear the necklace for 16 games a season and this one particular day he show up without his necklace y'all gonna clown him and say he a bitch because he didn't wear the necklace that he wears every other sunday yeah he had to wear it and it gives he can't win. ammo to be like, you see, he ain't wear the necklace again. Exactly. So I feel like Crabtree was in a situation where the only thing he could do was fight, and then he got suspended for it. I got a problem with it, bro. This is another L on the league. The league has consistently botched situations where they could kind of set a precedence, and they didn't. And I just got a problem with the league. I got a problem with people who think this makes the league a tough guy. And I don't know, man, if I'm Crabtree, I'm going to keep it a stack with you. If I'm Crabtree, I'm, I'm beating his ass. I got to. I got to. Otherwise, they, I'm, I'll never live it down. It ain't nothing he can do but beat his ass. So wait, put, the league has allowed wait. that. Now, I'm done. I, I'm just sick of that mess, bro. I put the disclaimer out about this show because it's going to be one of those shows, man. And I, I told you off camera, I said, man, I could see this junk escalate into something in the street like I feel like Crabtree is so fed up. At least to me, when I was watching that little scuffle, that everything that was happening, he looked so fed up that I was like, yo, I can literally see Crabtree going to try and kill this guy. Literally. And I would hope like, it don't go to that. And bro. I mean I of course I, I I don't want I don't want it to escalate into no violence like that, but I I could see the frustration in Crabtree's face. And and to leave seem to be enjoying these shenanigans, like pulling his chain off now. I guess people feel Talib is a tough guy because, you know, he had, he carried guns. He ended up shooting himself uh, a couple years back. Because he shoot himself. Because he Chetabob. That mean he tough. Yeah, he shot okay. himself. But, Spay, can we just play, can we get back to football, please? Because this right here is going to turn into to something where it's not going to be good for anybody. Because, you know, Crabtree do something to Talib, then Crabtree go to jail. It can just turn real. It's already ugly, but it can get uglier. And I, I don't want to see that. I like Crabtree... To me, he fits what you know. He fits the Raiders. He's been playing well. The crazy thing, they in the same division. They gotta play each other twice, even twice next year. year. They're gonna have to play each other again, twice again next year. So yep. if the league, if if the league, Crabtree as a man, he he gotta he gotta stand up for himself. He and I felt like that's what he was he was trying to do. Exactly. But the league, as as the league, if they don't think this crap is going to happen again between these guys, and they don't try to nip it in the bud before it starts, then they just being naive. What is the league doing? What they, they gave them two games. They both guys appeal. They get one game. What league? What are we doing? What are we doing? What are we doing? I, it, it's it's an ugly situation that can get uglier, and I hope it don't go there. But Spade, I don't see this getting better. Anytime soon, anytime soon, and it, it, it can get real ugly. 
I can literally see this thing with how Crabtree was looking. He was looking like he was about to fight all the Broncos. Mm-hmm. And I know people going to spay. I'm going to ask you. I want to ask you. I don't know if you've seen the, the little thing when they said Crabtree punched Chris Harris in the stomach. I didn't see it. But but if that if that took because they said that's what really that happened before he blocked uh, Talib. So if that right there started it, do you think Crabtree is at any fault? If that started it, I, I hate to say it, but I don't, bro. I don't because I I know me and I and so my perspective. Obviously, it's skewed because I know what type of person I am. And mm. when when somebody does something to me, how it affects me really depends on whether or not I feel like you're trying to embarrass me in front of an audience. Like, if you make a slick comment and it's just me and you, I might write that off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times I feel like God protect me by giving me slow reflexes. Like, I'll walk off and be like, dang, I think Buddy just got slick with me. But if you try that in a crowd of folks, like... You could not even be getting slick. But if you come at me wrong in front of a crowd of folks and I feel like you're trying to make a joke of me, you ain't you ain't finna make no joke of me. And I'm just not yeah. going to let that happen. So I feel like if if I'm Crabtree and I had to listen to the, oh, look at him, he's snitching to the refs. Uh, you know, they the league even let him, they crack jokes after that game. I mean, Talib was on camera like, he going to go tell the ref what the ref going to do. The ref can't help you, blah, blah, you know, and they made it, they made it a joke, and the league allowed it. Now, and I'm saying the league allowed it. I'm not expecting the league to come in with, you know, they finger like, now, 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 Talib. But everybody knows after the Odell Beckham and Josh Norman thing, after that thing got ugly, the next time them two faced each other, the league came out like, this game going to be officiated differently. Like, yeah. we ain't with it. They, they, they set the standard. They set precedence before the game. And they let these two meet again. Knowing all this been brewing since the last game and nothing was said, no statement was made. They didn't approach any other teams before the game to say, look, we're keeping an eye on this. They just said, whatever happened, happened. And the yeah, man get his necklace broke again. Nah, somebody, nah, we got to fight. We got to. Win, lose, yeah. or draw. We got to fight. Got to. Respect. Respect. And and he just got to defend himself as a man. I, I, it's 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 a terrible situation, and I don't see it getting any better. I just hope I don't it don't spill to. over into some some street some street shit, cause that's where it's headed. That is where it's headed. Well, since you wanted to start the show off with NFL, NFL, so that's just pale in comparison to the NBA, which is clearly the superior. Oh, we going we gonna talk about the NBA later. I got some things to say about the NBA. Tread softly. Anyway, <laughs> folks, we still in the NFL, man. Let's go over and talk about. Uh, the New York Giants, the team that I once upon a time said owns the division they're in, and boy, did they make me look crazy with that. It's been a terrible season for these guys, and things just took another turn for the worse, or maybe the best. I don't know. You be the judge. Basically, uh, it has come out that the Giants organization has asked Eli Manning to not... Wait, somehow or another, bro, it got skewed. They asked Eli Manning to start this week, and they wanted to pull him at yep. the halftime. They wanted to get a look at Geno as well as their rookie quarterback whose name I don't even have. I ain't even get it in my notes. I don't know if you know his name, bro. Anyway, that was the game plan. Eli decided that he didn't want to start and be pulled at the half. He'd just rather not play. If you know Eli, this ain't something that shocks you. Eli was drafted by the San Diego Chargers and he just decided he'd rather just not go. He just don't want to play for the Chargers. He was too good to play for the Chargers. And they made like a like he refused to play 
for the charges. If you was there, you saw like he wouldn't put. They tried to put the charger hat on him. Like it was a weird thing. Eli kind of is in the royal family of the NFL. Now, there's a few families that the NFL has a you know royal relationship with, and the Mannings are definitely one. I'm not really sure what Archie did that was so great, but we all know Peyton Manning at one point was considered the best quarterback in the league at that time. You know, That's in right. his peak, he was he was you know phenomenal. Eli has done some great things in his career. I'm not a big Eli fan. I don't disrespect the guy, though. He, I mean, I can't disrespect a, a two-time Super Bowl winner. But I feel like people hang on the fact that this man won two Super Bowls as though after you win two Super Bowls, it don't matter what you do for the rest of your career. You still have to be treated as though you're in your prime. And this notion, I, I don't understand where it comes from. We've seen other quarterbacks get benched. Hell, we was just talking about Tyrod Taylor getting benched, and it seemed to go over better with the league and players in the league than this Eli Manning benching that really wasn't even a benching. Folks was talking about his starting record. He started, I don't know how many games, but I know the only person who had started more consecutive games than Eli Manning was Brett Favre. Mm -hmm. Eli's starting streak ends this week, but it's his fault. He could have started. He could have played to the half and got pulled. That's what they offered him. He decided he wanted to sit, and everybody is so upset. They they upset with the Giants. They upset with Ben McAdoo. They are calling I'm for upset, the fans, firing. I'm upset. Why are you? Uh, you know what? I'm going to pass it off. I'm going to say this right here. LaParis, who is really in the wrong, and do you feel like the Giants botched this situation the way they handled it? Go. I'm Get upset, bro. I'm upset, oh, and I'm going to tell you why. And I, oh, I, let me tell you something. We had we had the homie Stax Montana on this show before, and Stax was caping for Eli. Eli Loves was elite, Eli. top five. He loved Eli. Loves one of the few people, one of the few people that we know that that capes for Eli. But he loves him. It, it's crazy because they about to make me cape for Eli, and I don't oh, think Lord, Eli's having don't this amazing this. season. Bro, don't I don't do even this. think Eli's been chopping it up like that. But he, let me. T- so they two and the Giants are two and nine. Terrible. They two and nine. He's completing 60, 60, might well say 63% of his passes is 62.5. You're going to round up. 63% of his passes he has been completing. 2,400 yards, 14 touchdowns, 7 picks. Spade, that's that's not great, but that's not ba- that bad either. Like, if, if I feel like the Giants, I feel like the Giants are blaming, is blaming this season right here on Eli, on Eli Manning, and I don't think this is Eli Manning's fault, babe. And let me, I, I hate Eli. I hate Eli. They let don't me just say like that it. right now. I hate Eli. It don't sound like it. I, I hate Eli. You just let want Eli to keep clip. playing because you want your Cowboys to keep beating up I on this That's thing. not true. Because I, I don't think Gino was the answer. Let me before. Let me finish. I don't think are they trying to blame this on Eli. Now I definitely don't feel like this is Eli Manning's fault. Odell Beckham is hurt out for the season. Brandon Marshall, who you told me was a big acquisition, was one of the reasons that you had. Of course, them these wide receivers with their defense was one of the reasons that you picked them to win that division. But that the Giants' true. O-line, Brandon Marshall out for the season. They O-line, oh, got to be one of the league's worst. Got to be one of the league's worst. No yeah. running game. No running game. They drafted a tight end in the first round. I think the kid going to be a stud in Ingram. But I just feel like this season right here is kind of the, one of those perfect storm seasons. 14 and 7 is not bad, Spade. Especially with losing two of your wife. Matter of fact, three, because uh, Shepard has been out. Uh, uh, what, it's been Who's 11 games. Now, he's yeah, been he's out been at out. least 
He's been out at least seven games, or six or seven games. So he's been out. So he's basically been throwing to practice squad dudes and dudes off the street. You you can't really blame this crap on Eli. And I feel like they are trying to scapegoat Eli. And it just it just don't sit well with me. Now, as far as Eli starting about the street, as, as far as the street, Eli could have made it hard. Uh, in, um, Shepard is back, if I'm not mistaken. Going to be he back is. this week. In Ingram, mm-hmm. Ingram is playing. Eli could have made it real hard for him because they said we're going to let you, you know, for, for the streak's sake, you can start and then we'll pull you. Eli could have made it real hard on him if he came out in that first half and just lit it up. He could have lit it up and and they probably still would have pulled him. But at least the media would have been like, you know what? Eli was having a great first half. Why did you guys pull him? You could put the pressure back on the coaches who Ben McAdoo, in my opinion, is not a great head coach. Not to, You know, like I said, I talked about all the wow. issues they had. They had on the offense, the offensive side of the ball. Ben McAdoo was hired for the offensive side of the ball. And they have looked atrocious. And you gotta blame not only just I mean clock management, timeouts, uh play calling. It just it just it's terrible. And that starts at the top. I feel like they're trying to scapegoat Eli. It don't sit well with me. I'm not saying Eli is this amazing ass QB. It's been plenty of times I told people Eli is a lot of things, but elite is not one of them. He's a lot of things, but elite is not one of them. A lot of people said, "Oh, Eli got two MVPs." I, I said the defense played well. The defense definitely won one of those, and they had a better they had a better running game in, in those in those games, in my opinion. But I feel like they're trying to scapegoat Eli, and it do, it do not sit well with me, Spade. It don't sit well. You're with wrong. Me. You're wrong. Go ahead. Go ahead. Listen, if the offensive line is as terrible as you saying it is. You they want are. a statue back there in Eli Manning, or you want a younger, more mobile Geno back there? Do you? Do you want Geno? Why not? Do you? you don't think Geno's? Do you think Eli's more mobile? Eli's more mobile than Geno. That's what you about I to think, tell me. I think Eli's a better quarterback than Geno. But bro, if Eli not getting it done, why not switch? Like fourteen and seven, space sixty three percent. He don't, it don't he matter. Throwing, Two and nine. Throwing, That's what matters. Two and nine. the practice squad guys. I feel like they just, all right, we ain't going nowhere. It's full tank mode, and I, that's what I feel. They tank mode. I feel like they saying, you know what? We're not going anywhere. Let's see what, let's mix it up. Somebody told me the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. You know what you're getting with Eli? A statue back there. Two and nine. That's what you get. Babe, we don't know what we're getting with Gino. We've seen Gino. We really, we, look, we saw Gino on a terrible Jets team, and then he got jacked no better, up and bro. got his jaw busted. This team ain't no better, homie. You're right. But you know what? Even in the little bit of flashes we saw him with the Jets, we saw this dude show some sign. Didn't we? I can remember at least two come from behind wins with Geno. I can remember that. I, I feel remember like we've seen enough of Geno to know what we got. Now, if they would have went to the they, – they drafted a guy thinking that either the third or the fourth round named Webb. They, yeah, they, they want to get to that guy to understand week. it. Huh? They, they want to get a look at him too this week. They wanted to get a look at – Eli for a half, maybe Geno for a quarter, and Webb for a quarter. But Eli just want to take his ball and go home, and he want to pout. I think he, I think he earned a little bit more respect, babe. I think he earned a little bit. Then more saying respect. we want to pull you at the half, I think he earned a little bit more. I, I, wow, I, they ain't going, they ain't going nowhere anyway. Just let them finish the season. They ain't been winning with them. Let them finish the season. Wow, they still going to have a top. Pick. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Actually, I can't believe what I'm hearing. You're the same one upset with the Colts because Andrew Luck is hurt. You don't understand this is a gladiator right. sport, man. And sometimes 
You got to change things up. I, I ain't upset about saying, Eli, we want you to start. We want you to play two quarters. And then we want to pull you and we want to look at these other two guys and see what they can do. I don't see the harm in that. Maybe I'm tripping. I don't see the harm in that. I just feel like Eli, Eli has earned a little bit more respect, Spade, to be like, you know what? First of all, I think he earned it. Let me, let me say this. I feel like he earned a little bit more respect to be like, you know what, Eli, we're going to give you this season. I think his time in New York is up. It's, it's a wrap. It's over. Do, do you well, think you see Eli in New York next year, Spade? Yes or no? Hell no. Not with McAdoo there. I, I don't they care what coach they have. I, I think this is it. This is it. Listen, now they asked Ben McAdoo, do you regret how this went down? He said no. He don't regret it. I mean, Ben, Mac- ben McAdoo. I mean, he, he won't be there next my year. My guy. <laughs> he won't be there next year either. He's going to be out of there. I don't know. Too. All right, Spade, let me ask you. And then we can move on if you want. But I got to ask you. You don't see Eli there next year. Where do you see Eli going? Because people are saying the Cardinals, the Jaguars, because Tom, even Tom Coughlin, who runs the Jaguars now, said, you know what? This How is like a travesty. I don't, it don't sit well with me. How old is Eli, bro? Let me look. Let me do we look. have that information? Yeah, I got it. Hold he's 36 up. years old. About to be, he's about to be 37 years old. His next stop might be home. It might be the couch. Bro, let's be honest. Is Eli not declining? Regardless of what's going on with the Giants, is he not declining? Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I never felt like Eli was this elite quarterback everybody make him out to be. And right. like I said, they, whatever he was, he ain't he even that no more. People, want, I agree. I agree with you one hundred percent. But I, I don't think fourteen and seven at sixty three percent is bad. He doing not, that with scrubs. Imagine if he had Larry Fitzgerald or. AR fifteen down there with uh, Marquise Lee and Leonard Fournette. I'm just saying. First of all, Blake, Blake Bortles got his squad looking well. So let me—I got to Blake, I'm about to say. Let me look up Blake Bortles stuff. Blake real Bortles quick. got his squad looking well. Last time I looked, they was like top five, top six in the standings for the NFL. So Spade, let's not come for Blake Spade, Bortles. Can I can I holler at you? Cause you my man, fifty grand. Let's not come for Blake Bortles. I'm with coming for Blake Bortles Eli because they seven and four. Who you didn't even think was great in his prime. He's far removed from his prime. He's Why is everyone Eli. crying for Eli? Spade, he's better than Blake Bortles. He's better than he's, Blake Bortles. He's better Blake than Bortles. Blake. But aren't they trending in two different directions? Don't Blake have an up arrow? Don't Eli have a do, down do arrow? Blake, do Blake yes. have an up arrow, Spade? Do we? Bro, they like top six in the, in the league. How Spade, can he not? listen to you, but And that's Spade. Blake Bortles is throwing 53% of his passes, 2,200 yards, 12 TDs, and 8 picks. Eli got better you know stats he, than Blake right now. That's not that. That was never my debate. What I'm saying is they're going in two different directions. If you look at Eli's numbers from last year, I bet you this year is worse. If you look at Blake's numbers from last year, I bet you this year is better. They're going in two different directions. They finna cross paths. It ain't no use in investing in 37-year-old Eli Manning at the end of his career. Mm, Spade, it ain't no use in feel, it. I feel like if you feel you a quarterback away, I feel like Eli you feel like taking thirty-seven year old Eli is the move. I mean, Spade. Denver, Denver went up there and took like a thirty-eight year old Peyton Manning, and they won a Super and they Bowl. They carried his bum ass to the Super Bowl. Spade, but Spade, he made some key throws. I'm not saying he about to go to these teams and light it up. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Eli is better than some of the options that these other teams have. That's all I'm saying. I, I feel like the Giants are trying to scapegoat Eli. That's how I feel. Now, some of your points I you made, I Eli agree, I go agree to with Cleveland. you. I feel like a lot of these players coming out, I feel like a lot of these players coming out came for Eli. They didn't do that for Tyrod Teller. Tyrod Teller had 
Tyrod Taylor had the Bills second in the AFC East, and they was in the hunt until they, you know, and they was they was pretty much trying to scapegoat Tyrod Taylor. And I agree with you with that hundred percent. But I I feel like they trying to blame this on Eli. I mean, I can't for I can't for Tyrod too. People tell me Tyrod sucks. Blame though, bro. How Say was he blame saying Eli? We want you to play a half. And then we want to pull you and look at these other two guys. How is I that like placing blame on him? I feel like he respect to finish the season, Spade. Oh, my God, I feel God, like he earned bro. the respect to finish the season. Let's move forward. I didn't think you was going to get up here and yep. cape for damn Eli. What I, else we got? <laughs> Trust your boy. I don't like it. But I, that's how I feel, man. That's how I feel. I feel like the coaching is bad. The O-line bad. They had some terrible injuries at the wide receiver position. They top three wide receivers was damn near hurt all year. We already know Beckham and Marshall. I feel like Marshall kind of quit. I felt Marshall said, we ain't going nowhere. and was like, you know what? I'm just going to go get surgery. Like, we ain't <laughs> well, going nowhere. Marshall said, I can just wear these suits and talk football. That's and yeah, and still get my And still get paid. Yeah. That's Do how I feel. Do you not remember? It was a game earlier in the season. Ben McAdoo took Eli Manning by the back of his shirt and by the belt loop on his pants and slung his ass under the bus because Eli took a delay of game <laughs> penalty in the red zone. When they was trying to win a game. Do you remember that? He was like, hey, you can't. got to put that blame Eli on the quarterback. you you making it seem like I'm saying Eli Manning is amazing? And I'm not. No, what I'm saying is, if you the I'm going to tell you what I struggle with. I'm going to tell you what I struggle with. Bro, we're not going to do this to Geno. We don't even know what the hell Geno can do. We had not seen him babe, in a I long know, time. I know what Geno can do. So you're saying that was his roof? Geno can't get yes. no better? That's it. That's Let's go. It's that's that's the not floor. his damn roof. It's is the floor. <laughs> Shut up. Let's it's go. Silly is the got, floor, babe. Let's move this. on. Go and take it to college football. Hey, first of all, before we move on, I want you guys to share your thoughts in the comment section down below. Let me know what you, how you feel about the situation with the Giants and Eli Manning. It's but moving on. Let's go to college football, babe. If you guys didn't know, Tennessee has been. Oh, it's just it, they in shambles. Yeah, man, it's a bonfire over there in Tennessee. You guys didn't know, Tennessee had found their, their new head coach. They hired Greg Schiano. Well, it was reported that they were going to hire Greg Schiano. And he was going to get the head coaching job at Tennessee. If you guys didn't know, he was the defensive coordinator at Ohio State. Tennessee said, we want Greg Schiano. And after a while, he got the job there for like, what, two hours? Maybe a day. Yeah. Maybe a day. And Maybe. It was it was a lot of reports coming out about uh, uh, alumni and uh, politicians and everybody and fans. Yeah. They didn't want Greg Schiano and Greg Schiano loses the job before he even you know got fired on his day off. Like he didn't even really get Pretty in. Much. He didn't even really get in, and Greg Schiano is out as Tennessee head coach before he even got the job. Spray. How do you feel about it? I feel terrible for that guy, man. Now my thing is this. If you're going to say I don't want Shiano, let it be because he's got a terrible record. If you look at the things he's done, he he don't look like a winning coach. If you okay. say that, I don't have a problem with it. Okay. But you look past the fact that he ain't really won much. And you say you want this guy. And then you get him in and you let a bunch of people say, wait a minute, this guy was connected to Penn State when Penn State was connected to whatever happened over there. Well, we know what happened. I don't really want to get into it. And then yeah. you go, oh, my bad. We we can look past the fact that you ain't won shit, but we can't look past the fact that you was employed by a school that did some bad things, so we won't out. And I felt like that did two things. For one, 
I know LaParis is crazy upset about it. It looks really bad for Shiano. Like, after the way this is botched, it makes you wonder if he can bounce back, where he's going to land, and if another school is going to be willing to give him that head coaching opportunity ever. But for two, you got other potential candidates looking at Tennessee. Like, the way they handled that, I don't know right. if I want to rock with them. And I got a timeline right here, bro. Now, it's kind of it's kind of lengthy. I'm going to try to shorten it. I okay. can't make you no promises. You want to hear this timeline of what's going yeah, on in Tennessee? Yeah, Tennessee, I want to let you guys know uh, you are currently the pure definition of dumpster fire. Let's get it right here. <laughs> We're going to start this timeline on November 12th where you guys got shellacked in the game. And after that game, you guys, uh, that was Missouri that beat the Jakes off of y'all. And after that, you guys decided it was time to part ways with Butch Jones. Can't say I, I blame you for that. You guys haven't won a conference game. I don't know how you don't win. Also, people should know, Tennessee actually does a pretty good job in recruiting, surprisingly. So the fan base, they're not wrong to expect this team to be able to compete. And the thing about the SEC, man, I always talk about the SEC. People say the SEC is the most talented conference in college football. It's the toughest conference. And with that being said, we've seen so many different teams be competitive. We've seen Mississippi State come from being the footstep of that doggone conference to being a competitor. We've seen Auburn go from not to hot. We've seen Bama be nothing. We saw Saban dominate with LSU, leave, come back, pick up Alabama, and dominate with them. So, so many teams that's why that, have been good. I'm going to cut you off, but that's why go I ahead. got a problem with a lot of these Bama fans because they wasn't there. I, like People oh, no. want to be like, oh, I'm a Bama fan. You, if you, It ain't a lot of people oh, that was down. Bama fans before Nick Saban got there, if we being honest. You're absolutely right. But what I'm saying is Tennessee fans, they got the right to expect this team to compete. So you guys got beat really bad by Missouri, and you fired your coach. <laughs> really bad. No big deal right there. On November 18th, it wasn't much longer. On November 18th, rumors started to circulate that you guys was about to get John Gruden. John Gruden name. Anytime a team need a coach, right. John Gruden name swirls around. It, right. I ain't know no better, man. I would think John Gruden built that team he won the Super Bowl with. In Tampa Bay, but we all know Talk that was Tony Dungeon. But anyway, so they even came up with this story and said that, that Gruden was there. I think they supposedly went out to lunch and that, man, Tennessee was buzzing. Then it turns out that whole thing was a lie. Uh, John Gruden said he went nowhere near there. That didn't even happen. So drop John Gruden. That, that didn't happen. We're going to jump ahead on the 26th. Uh, you guys lost again, by the way. You lost to Vanderbilt. That's when you started talking to Ohio State defensive coordinator Greg Schiano. Well, hey, man, the fans ain't like that. They say state politicians ain't like it. Local businessmen ain't like it. The internet ain't like it. Twitter ain't like it. All right, so then y'all said, oops, oops, my bad. So they said, Greg Schiano, never mind, April Fool. And then mm -hmm. on November 28th, you got to start talking to Mike Gundy. Everybody remembers Mike Gundy mm -hmm. about, I'm a man. Y'all start talking mm -hmm. to the man, Mike Gundy. Well, I'll tell you what happened. Oklahoma State said, look, I don't know what Tennessee talking about, but we're going to up the ante to keep you. <laughs> Mike Gundy said, no thanks. He stayed. He got a raise. Boom. You know what? But you guys was relentless. On the 29th, you came back the very next day. You had a new candidate. I like how y'all was at him, man. You was on Purdue's first year they? coach. They persisted down a mug. First year <laughs> head coach for Purdue, Jeff Brom. But you know the same thing happened with Gundy. By the end of that day, it was no deal, and Brom got a raise to stay. Boy, you got to love it. All right, so it gets worse. Um, 
Reports immediately start to point to NC State coach Dave. Is it Doran? I might be saying that wrong. That's who you guys close were really looking at right there. Yeah, that's close enough. So, oh, it looked like he was next in line to be the coach. Everything looked real good. On the 30th, he uh, received the offer from Tennessee. Looked real good, right? By noon the very next day, the Tennessee job, he said, nah, you know what? I'm good. He turned it down. Uh, let's see what they say right here. Later in that day, multiple reports indicate that the athletic director was in Los Angeles to visit with Washington State coach Mike Leach. I mm -hmm. like that. He got turned down. He got on the plane. He said, I'm going to get this done. He flew to L.A. to talk to Mike Leach while he was in L.A. That man got fired. Now, that, mm. that got to hurt. First, he been getting dumped. He trying to get a date for the prom. Five straight chicks told him no. He was on his way to the six. He got fired. They bring in Philip Fulmer, which you guys love. Uh, he, yeah. he did a lot for that program. I can understand that. He is now the new athletic director. It is still no head coach. Uh, the search continues for those guys. It's a lot of names to keep coming up. Uh, X. UT quarterback legend T. Martin keeps being talked about. I don't know if T. Martin even want that job. And LaPage, you think always talk about him. people. I, you don't think they want T? I don't know what they're going to do. I don't think they want him. I mean, I, I love T. Martin as a, as a coach, but I don't think they want him. But go ahead. I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to throw it back to you. One thing, at this point, after you've hired a guy and then fired a guy and then tried to hire a guy who said no, tried to hire a guy who said no, tried to hire a guy who said no, I'm afraid at this point, your search has made the job look like a bad job. Like, whether or not it's a good job, I got this thing right. If enough people believe a lie, it's the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. That's kind of deep. You might want to say that one back. That shit pretty deep. You know, if you want to use it with your friends at work or whatever, I won't be mad. Just make sure you give me my props. But if enough people believe a lie, it's the truth. So at this point, this doesn't look like a desirable job. So I think it's going to be tougher now for former to fill this position. And he's got a he's got a quote right here. He said, I think with the background that I have here, as well as what we've done at different times here, the facilities, the tradition, the leadership that we have here, I definitely think there'll be people that'll be interested. I hope he's right. It ain't looking good. The only thing they've done is get a couple of other coaches more money to keep doing what they was doing anyway. Yep. That's the only thing they've done so far. So I feel like at this point, man, it's going to be tough for them to Feel the coaching job. LaParis, you think it's a good job to have? I hope Tennessee called me so I can get a raise because I need a raise. I wouldn't take the job either at Tennessee, but I hope they call me because I need a raise. It's become Which a joke. As far as it, I don't think it's a good job, bro. I don't. And I know you said they, you know, they always hide and recruit in. Oh. And... Go ahead. I'm, I, I left out something. Of course, anytime Tennessee is talking coaches, they keep connecting them back to Lane Kiffin. So they was like, Lane Kiffin is, it was a, a tweet that said, it wasn't from Tennessee. It was just a tweet that said, Lane Kiffin is waiting by the phone to see if Tennessee is going to call him. And Lane Kiffin replied to that tweet and said, no, he's not. Lane Kiffin is preparing for his bowl game, his championship game, because mm -hmm. he ain't lost the game. And so, I mean, it's just become a joke. Like, it's a joke. I just think it looks bad now. Like, I don't know. Philip Fulmer going to have to be AD slash coach or something. I don't know what they're going to do, bro. I I think the, I don't think it's a good job, and I know you said they you know they always high and recruit pretty well. It's it's so laughable that it was rumors out there. Maybe it was just a rumor, but it was stated that Jason Witten they they would want Jason Witten to leave the Cowboys to become their head coach down there in Tennessee because you know he, he was a volunteer as well. But Spade, Jason Witten with no head coaching experience. 
That's what I'm right. saying. And you got a guy, I, say, I don't even think they want T. Martin. Like, I think T. Martin is a perfect fit, but I don't even think they want T. Martin. You got T. Martin who paid his dues as a as an assistant. Now, I think, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, he's an a offensive coordinator for mm-hmm. USC, if I'm not mistaken. Like, this guy has paid his dues. He should have been, like, number one. Yep. Like, the number one, he should have been the first call, in my opinion. As far as Greg Schiano's, man, I know... I, I agree with you 100%. I think the way they did Greg Schiano is 100% wrong, and I'm okay for Greg Schiano. Like you said, if you oh, want to look at Greg Schiano and say his record is 68 and 67, that's over 50%, but it ain't, you know, it ain't it ain't wowing us. It's not wowing us. Right. Or you want to look at what he did in, in, in the NFL and be like, he was 11 and 21 in the NFL. I actually think some guys are better suited to coach college football instead of the NFL because you get on you get a little bit more power you get a little bit not power a little bit more control in um college football than you do I think I think uh Chip Kelly fits college football I think Nick Saban fits college football and I think Greg Schiano is one of those guys that fits college football you know people want to talk about his record 68 and 67 but you got to factor in he, he coached at Rutgers and I love Rutgers but let's be honest Rutgers was always a tough program it's always Tough, but Greg Shiano did get some recruits up there in the 06. When he got it clicking, he got it clicking. Like in 06, Rutgers started out 0-9. They was they was ranked high, like a, a top five, top ten ranked team. Uh, they played undefeated Louisville. They played in the they defeated Kansas State. Wait, the you first... mean they started 9-0? You said they started 0-9. I'm sorry, but they started 9-0. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. They started 9-0. I mean, it was their best season. They had guys like Ray Rice. And, I mean, he seemed to always be able to get talent, talented guys that can go play in the league. Now, I know Kenny Britt and Ray Rice aren't what they used to be, but Kenny Britt was a high pick, and Kenny Britt had some good years. He had some good years yeah. in the league. But yeah. I just feel like right I just too. feel like for, for Tennessee to turn away Greg Schiano, like they, they out there killing it. I think it's a slap in the face. And this is why Spade, I always say it, and not just about black coaches. I say it about coaches, period. I feel like mm-hmm. sometimes, and I know it's, it's only 32 or 30, 32 coaching jobs in the NFL. There's not a lot in, like, what, 30 in the NBA. It's a ton in college football, but it, them, people want those prestigious programs. Want those and names. Just, yeah. They want those names. And I feel like, we had a conversation about another school. I don't remember what school it was, but I was like, man, I feel like that's a bad job. We had that conversation last year. And I feel like Tennessee is one of those jobs. And Greg Schiano, I feel like he will get his opportunity. I just think sometimes you got to pump your bricks and not always take the first. The, we're going to talk about another guy later, Herm Edwards. You don't always got to take the first job that's offered to you. Look at John Gruden. John Gruden has been mentioned, like you said, in every single opening as a coach that, that's ever happened since he's been out of coaching. And John Gruden seemed to me like he is waiting for the perfect job. I mean, why, Bracciano, you, 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 I know uh, Ohio State, but they still in the hunt for being one of the top four teams. They got a game later oh, yeah. on today. They still but in the hunt for playoffs. I feel like, Bracciano, if you want to just stick around and just stick it out with Urban Meyer a little more, I feel like the job will come. I feel like how Tennessee did him was 100% wrong. People were tweeting me saying, they they hired Bracciano, look at his reckoning, man. That what that didn't deter them first. Now they want to say what deterred them was him being a grad assistant when all that Sandusky crap was happening in Penn State, and that's just right. terrible. Spade, we talked about 
another guy with um Deshaun Jackson when when Philly and Chip Kelly and all of them was having it out and they was trying to slander Deshaun Jackson and say saying he was in a gang and he was around game and listen if you don't want if you don't want me to play for you or you don't want to hire me then just let that be that don't try and slander my character by saying I was involved in something when he was a grad assistant as a grad assistant you're like 22 years old like let's be yeah, honest well, right like let's be honest he was a grad assistant he probably never even talked to Joe Paterno like it, it just rubbed me the wrong way bro and I don't like the way they handle it at all at all and I, I feel like I feel like karma's a bitch, Spade. And the way you treat people is the way you get treated. Now, don't nobody seem like they want to go down there. Yeah, it's looking rough for him. It's looking rough for him. And I, I'm gonna be honest with you. I think the former hire was just to kind of settle the buzz. Yeah, I mean, because definitely. the people of Tennessee they love former. They love him. So I mean, that was just to say, woo, like it's getting hot in here. Like I don't have an air conditioning, but we're gonna at least cut this fan on. That's what hiring former did. Right. Uh, but I'm ready to move forward if you are. Yeah, let's get it. Oh, man. I've been waiting all day for this one. We're still talking college football, man. Let's okay. go to the ACC. Let's okay. talk some Florida State Seminoles. Man, you talking about a dumpster fire. This team's been a dumpster fire this year, Tula Paris, and it just got even worse. Head coach Jimbo Fisher just up and said, I'm out. Looks bad over here. See ya. Wouldn't want to be ya. Dip said it has agreed to terms to be the new head coach of Texas A&M for the richest deal in the history of college football. What is it, LaParis? 10 years, 75 mil? What is yep. it? That's it. $75 million. 10 years. All right, LaParis, I'm going to let you go in first. How you feel about your coach? Fuck well, Jimbo not your Fisher, coach, babe. That's how I feel. Whoa. Fuck Jimbo Fisher. Whoa. That's how I feel. Wow. The nerve. You good? The nerve. Like, I mean, it's a business, bro. That's a Spade, lot of money. It, 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 it you want to know? You want to know what, Spade? It annoys me because when these kids try to get out their scholarship, when they sign these letters of intent, these coaches be like, "Nah, I'm not gonna let you out. You signed this letter." I'm telling you, Spade. We talked about this when other coaches left, just up and just left these colleges. I feel like these coaches should be held accountable for just up. You done recruited these kids all year. I, it, it annoys me. It annoys me. It annoys me. So, I, I am because these coaches get away with this crap. But let a kid be like, yo, you know what? I don't feel like I'm a fit here. I don't want to transfer. They be like, nah, I'm not letting you out of your scholarship. I'm not. Or if you now, these coaches can get. They can go anywhere they want. Now they can just up and be like, you know what? I'm gonna go there. Not these kids. Season ain't even over. Season ain't even over. When Florida State got a game today. And, right. and word on the street is Jimbo said he wanted to coach the game, but it, the uh, you know they was they were saying that it'll be too awkward and what, what, it don't matter. These co- when these kids want to play, they, what what these coaches say? Oh, you can go anywhere, but not in the division. Or you can go anywhere, but you can't go to Alabama. Or you can go anywhere, but you can't go here. That's not fair, man. And it, it's it's terrible because we've seen this in college football so much. Jimbo Fisher got a lot. Of, he got a lot of nerve. Because when it was sweet out there, when it was sweet at Florida State, oh, he was on top of the world. Signing contract extensions and everything. Getting bonuses and everything. But now, a little bit, Florida State got a little bit of, you know, it's been it's been a terrible season so far. It, uh, really, I, I think the term is dumpster fire. It's been a dumpster fire. You want to know what? They, I think they went in right. They playing Louisiana Monroe today. They win today. They still Who? get a bowl game. You only need six wins to get a bowl. I understand that. But they still Who they playing to today? 
Louisiana Monroe. But they still spade. They yeah. still going. They still going to get a bowl game. And for you to just, you basically quit on these kids. Spade, I know you're going to side with me because you feel the same way when. Uh, Wait, whoa. You don't spade. know how I feel, bro. I know you're going to feel the same way because you felt the same way when Nick Saban just dipset it on your Dolphins. That was different. Man, I, that was different. I, it's terrible, I, man. A, What's good for the coaches should be good for these kids, man. Okay, wait, wait, wait. If wait, these wait. kids wanted to transfer, they would. They would. It was, if if somebody wanted to leave Jimbo Fisher team with a transfer, I hate it. Been like, you can go, but don't, don't go to Miami. Don't go to Florida. Don't go In here. In his defense, he didn't go to. He didn't go to that, any team that's these, even going to play Florida State. Spade, but he got he got to choose where he wanted to go. That's my point. Like. Let me ask you. I a guarantee point. you, if one of them kids would have been like, "I wanted to go to A and M," I mean, he'd take him now because he's the coach. But if one of them kids would be like, "I wanted to go to A and M," I guarantee you wouldn't have let him out. That's how these coaches I, be. I don't think that's fair to say, bro. Because it, it first of all, don't make me cake for Jimbo. But it hasn't been. I don't remember an instance of a Florida State kid wanting to transfer and being blocked by Jimbo. Because they don't transfer. First, they don't leave. They don't want to because they've been. It's been. It's been gravy down there. They've been having fun. They've been winning. It ain't so fun right now, but let's be honest. I want to ask you a question. Try to put your your anger aside and, and answer this question for me. Do you think it's that things are bad down there, or do you think it was the money? Bro, uh, I mean, we're talking a 10-year deal for $75 million, bro. Yeah, I hear you. I, hear you. I think if they win in, he might dip and take that money. That's a ton of money. It is. It is. That's a ton of money. Every, I'm a, I do have some issues ain't with like it. Ain't like he was down there at Florida State mind. making crumbs, Spade. They just extended Jimbo what, what, a year or two ago. Ain't like he was out down there making crumbs. So if he was making oh. five mil or four mil down there, he, he, what, he going to make an extra two and a half? Come on, man. Ain't like he was making crumbs. We ain't talking about two and a half dollars. We talking about two and a half million. Yeah, I get it. I get That's it. lifestyle changing stuff right there. Let me say I this. It. It, it, I do. It's one thing that I got an issue with. I don't, have, I don't necessarily have an issue with, with Jimbo taking the job. We've seen this before. This ain't the first time we've seen it. It's not the last time we're going to see it. My problem with it is that he's leaving Florida State in a situation where they're down. And I felt the same way when Urban Meyer dipped on the Gators. The Gators was down. And the Gators have been fighting to get back right ever since. If you look at it, the Gators still ain't right. Like, Urban Meyer was down there. They was cream on I mean, the crop. we've seen it with Pete Cow. Pete Cow said, oh, Pete hey, yeah, Pete Carroll was like, oh, everything about to be on fire over here. I'm out. I'm I was going to say, it was a little different with Pete Carroll. Pete dipped because he knew they was about to crack that whip about that whole Reggie Bush situation. That was pretty smart right there, Pete. You got the hell on, and Reggie Bush was in the league. He still got punished, but they ain't never do nothing to you. You won, Pete. But this is a little different for me. And I was talking to somebody. I said, man, Florida State, and I don't know, it could be changed now, but I said, Florida State has won three conference games. And somebody said to me, they said, well, Spade, they lost their quarterback. And I said, let me give you a fun fact because I got ACC, some stats the best right conference in the league. Let me tell you what I got right here. For the 2017, listen, Florida State's 2017 recruiting class finished sixth in the nation. And that marked eight consecutive years that FSU had the number one recruiting class in the ACC. So if you've been getting the number one recruits, you you get in the strongest. Best talent out of high school for eight years straight. Let's be honest. Should one injury derail your entire season like that? It shouldn't. So if you take one injury, the people you got on the sidelines is better than the talent some of these other programs got on the field. If your if your whole season goes down the drain like you did for Florida State, that's coaching. That's coaching. I'm gonna be honest with you. That's coaching. 
So for me, and I hate to, I hate to question this guy because I don't know anything about Jimbo Fisher, but from what I've seen, I don't feel like he's a guy that you could question his integrity. He's never been that guy. But for his coaching, a lack thereof this year, despite the talent that they got, it got to make you wonder, did he, was this probably in talks early? I always wonder. I, you could even do it for pro. You look at the Super Bowl debacle with Atlanta and New England. Everybody knew that offensive coordinator had a job. Like, he knew win, lose, or draw, he was out. He knew mm-hmm. he was out. So that makes you wonder, do you prepare differently? Do you care as much when that team lose? I can't see me caring that much. Look, the relationship I'm in, I love my wife. If I knew I had another chick on the other side waiting, I don't care that much if my wife is mad at me. I don't care that much if this thing fails because I'm out. And I, I just... I look at this, man, three conference wins for a team that's had the best recruiting class in the conference for eight years straight. That's unacceptable to me. So for me, I don't like that he's leaving them when they're down. If he do this after they win the championship and Jameis give his, I'm scrone, you scrone, we scrone, well, we scrone then. Hey, man, hey, everybody went on on top. Jameis going to the league. I mean, somebody would still be salty about it because you still stockpiling talent. You still got guys that just came to that school because they want to play for you. They came there so you can lead them. Parents allowed their kids to go there so that you can help coach their young man into an adult man. So, I mean, somebody's still going to be salty. But to leave them like this, that's bad, bro. And then, of course, it was a tweet from DeAndre DeAndre Francois who said, no call, no text or anything. You could have at least told us. So, that looked bad. That looked bad to me, man. So... I don't know, man. I know it's a business, and I know $75 million is a lot of money. LaParis, you my brother. I love you like a brother. $75 million, bro, you might be up here next week solo dolo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you rich, you, I'm rich, so. Well, you're right, because you're my brother. But I'm just saying, I don't want to fault him for taking the job. I just, they, they so bad this year, and it's his fault. It's his fault they that bad. Matter of fact, it's his fault that Francois is hurt. If we being honest, is you know your offensive line is underperforming. Drop some, get that OC to get some quicker plays. You got them kids, you got them quarterbacks standing back there getting destroyed week after week. Francois was getting destroyed last year. It's just amazing that he survived that season without a major injury. That O line protection been terrible. Spade, they owe. They're gonna have to pay Jimbo. They're gonna have to pay Jimbo seventy five million dollars and the buyout. For Sumlin was like ten or fifteen million dollars. It's like ninety million dollars they paying the they coaches, got it. and they got to pay Sumlin that money, regardless whether he get a new gig or not. So Sumlin can go somewhere, and it was it was reports he was mentioned with the Tennessee job, and he didn't want it. But regardless if Sumlin get another gig and he making whatever amount of money at that gig, A and M still got to pay him ten to fifteen million dollars, which is ninety million dollars in coaching. That's just insane. Insane. Now, let me put you on the spot. I know Go you ahead. ain't even had time to think about this. Is there anybody out there right now that you would like to see y'all pick up? The homie Hamp was saying uh, Frost down there at uh, Central Florida, I think he I think he coached. But it's going to be I tough really, to get him. I really, I really can't even give you a name right now because there's nobody on my radar. I was like, you know what? We should slide right in and take, take blah, blah, blah. Right. You know what? I guarantee you John Gruden ain't even mentioned. Yo, you damn right. Gruden I bet you John man. Gruden ain't get mentioned. Let me ask you this. Would you be mad if y'all took Shiano? I would, like, I would like them to hire I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't have an answer. Would you be mad if y'all took Shiano? No. Because I, no, I think I think Shiano was a solid coach, man. And I, I just feel like people... 
man, if you can get Ruckers, believe me, oh, he had 06 lit in Jersey. If you can get Ruckers to nine and zero and playing in a in a major bowl, I, I can't, I can, I can only imagine what you'll do with elite five stars talent. So That's I wouldn't true. be mad. I wouldn't be mad. I would worry about him in recruiting though. Cause see, another thing, I'm not saying he's running from this, but man. It's some damn recruiters down in Florida now. Everybody knows Florida's a hotbed for talent, and it's always been, you know, FSU and UF and UM. But now, man, you you still got those programs. You got UCF. You got USF. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, these are good coaches, not to mention the other universities that's not even in the state that's plucking talent out of that hotbed. It's tough to recruit down there, and it's not getting any easier. You know, I was thinking, I was thinking, man, will Florida State get Lane Kiffin? Lane Kiffin down there, and he got these boys. I think he got those boys like 10-3 and three or 9-3 and three or something. And I they said, eating. will Florida State take a shot with, you know, take a take a look at Lane Kiffin? I was wondering about that, but, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I haven't Lane got that bravado. I was like, Go ahead. He's got the bravado. I don't, do. I don't know. I mean, or one last thing that we can move forward, or – Jimbo Fisher just saw the writing on the wall. Miami's back. That state belongs to us now. All right. That conference belongs to us now. Speaking you of might coaches, as well run. Speaking of speaking of coaches getting jobs, babe, it's been reports out there that Herm Edwards will be the new coach at Arizona State. Spade. How do you feel about Herm leaving leaving ESPN for Arizona State? Um, first of all, I love Herm. I think we both love her. You do. I feel like her. It's a lot of question marks. It's a lot of people saying they don't think it's a great hire. First of all, it hasn't been officially. He has been officially offered. He has officially accepted, but it is still pending. I think maybe the president of the university has to sign off on it or whatever. So it's it's not official at the time that we're recording this show. But it's already some people saying, mm, as much as everybody likes Herm, Herm isn't an X and O's type of guy. Mm-hmm. I think that don't necessarily mean he wouldn't be a great coach. I think Herm, it would, it would be, it would just be huge for Herm. But he would have to do an amazing job of hiring coordinators. Like that would really determine his success. I think Herm is a people person. I think he would be good at recruiting. I think he's a motivator, and I think he would be good at recruiting because he's the type of guy that if my son plays football, I feel comfortable sending my son to play for Herm because whether he make it to the league or not, Herm going to plant a seed in my son that I feel like he's going to be able to apply to life. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So I feel like that would make him a good recruiter. For what he lacks in X's and O's, he's just got to do a damn good job of putting the right OC and the right DC in that system. And, you know, if he can do that, I feel like he could be successful. You know, you know what make you know what make great head coaches delegating and knowing your flaws and delegating delegating to other people that you know are strong in those areas. So if I That's know fine. I'm weak here, I'm gonna hire somebody that's strong there. So I think Herman was gonna get that figured out. I was I was more, you know, I, I keep talking about these bad jobs. I just think Uh-oh. Arizona State. I know they had a solid season this year, but the, in my it's opinion, the Pac-12. In my opinion, the Pac-12 has been down this year, and Spade, I, you know, I be wanting these guys to take, and maybe her members don't have a slew of people calling. Maybe you don't have a slew of people calling. Ringing. Yeah, maybe, maybe it's not. But I wouldn't have left that that stress that stress free, cushiony ESPN. Now I know ESPN just laid off like 150 other more people this week, 
So maybe her, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I need to bust a move before I'm next. I can see that. And now, if that was the case, it's understandable. But I damn sure wouldn't have left that comfy ESPN stress-free job to go coach at Arizona State. Now, I know Herm Edwards is a West Coast kid. I think he went to Cal. He was a Cal Bear, and he's a West Coast He's a West Coast kid. But, you know, sometimes, man, coach is coach, man. Coach is coach. It's and hot as hell in Arizona, too. I know. Maybe Herm just got that uh, that coaching bug back, and he just want to get his feet get his feet back in the fire. And I can understand that, but I, I would have wanted a better coaching job for Herm Edwards. But we'll see we'll see what happens like you said Arizona State had a good they had a solid season this year Spade and they still fired yeah. the coach what the hell what the hell this yeah, is what I be, they knew Herman was out there but Spade yeah. this is what I'm be saying I think a lot of these teams including Tennessee I think a lot of these teams is expectations are so high like I, I don't even have Arizona State uh record in front of me but I think they was like seven and two or, or something like that or seven and three that's a solid season for Arizona State. What more would what more do they want? Oh no, seven and five. They seven. seven and five. Oh, seven and five. Okay, but I mean, what yeah. more do they want? What more do Arizona State want? Come but on. You know what? A lot of times, man, it don't be about your overall record. A lot of times, it's about. And I don't know if it's this case uh, with the Sun Devils, but a lot of times it's like those rivalry games. Like sometimes it be like you can win. But you got this one team they need you to beat, and maybe you losing to those teams. I don't know if it's that. I just looked at their schedule. They beat Arizona. I would assume that's their rival. I don't even know who their rival is. Now, they lost to San Diego State. They lost to Texas Tech. They lost to Stanford. They was expected to lose that. They lost to USC. They lost to UCLA. I mean, they lost to good teams. I mean, we can't call seven and five a bad record. I mean, they they ain't really been it since Jake Plummer. And I don't even think they was it then. But since they Jake wasn't. Plummer, and then like years after that, I think Terrell Suggs. Like, come on, come on, seven, seven and five is a is a solid season for Arizona. Yeah, man, State. I'm looking at their record, bro, and the teams they lost to, they lost to good teams. So you saying Herm Edwards could probably get you a two a two win advantage over over bro, Stewart? You know they beat a ranked Washington team this year too. They uh, beat they beat maybe, the maybe. I'm a little skeptical. I mean, I don't I'm want more confused as to why the hell they fired the like, coach. First of all, we already know how it's going to be. Herm going to be on a short leash. Believe that. If it don't pan out, they will fire Herm ASAP. So that's what they do. I'll tell you what. I don't know why they fired the last guy. I mean, he looked like he did a bang-bang job to me. Expectations, bro. They think they better than what they are. These teams be yeah. thinking they better than what they are. Tennessee out here just turning folk down and like, like, oh, yeah, we Tennessee. Like, y'all ain't, this ain't the Tennessee of old Peyton Manning ain't walking through that door. Okay? Ain't never lied. Come on. Come on. This ain't, well, this ain't that Tennessee. We talking coaches, bro. Uh, okay. Let's talk about another one. You really ain't going to like this one. Let's go to the NBA. I'm upset that we just now getting to the NBA as long as this show been rolling. But in case you guys didn't know, one of our favorite coaches here on this show, man, we love uh, Fizdale. We, we, we liked him. In the, I liked him when he was an assistant on the Miami Heat, um, you know, coaching staff. But the, you're not going to rook us and take right. that for data. Definitely made this guy like a fan favorite. He's a right. player's coach. The players like him. Young guy. We Everybody was rooting for him. Not too long. It might have just been the last show. Not too many shows back. We were just talking about the Grizzlies being that team that we don't understand how they even be competitive. 
A lot of times we look at their lineup and we don't even know how they're able to get wins. And, and they yep. had been able to get wins. Now things have recently gotten tougher for that team. They're on a they're currently on a 10-game losing streak. And things really started to, to bubble over when it was an obvious issue between Grizzly star Mark Gasol and their head coach. And that thing right there probably has something to do with this. But in case you guys didn't know, in a loss, if I'm not mistaken, I think the loss was to the Knicks. Gasol was benched late in the third quarter, and he sat for the entire fourth quarter because coach didn't like the way he was playing. And at the end of that game, Mark was pissed. He was talking to reporters, and the PR guy tried to come in and get Gasol and pull him away, and Mark told the PR guy, he said, I'm not through, and he continued to rant. He said, mm. for me to sit for the entire fourth quarter means I'm obviously not valued, they would never do that to Mike Conley. I guess that means, you know, they don't want me. Like, it was it was bad. And I guess when that happens, something has to be done. And unfortunately, a young coach is never going to win that battle. Fizdale was fired. You've had some other players come out and speak up for this guy, including two players that he helped coach on the staff in Miami. Dwayne Wade came out and made a statement as well as LeBron James via social media. LeBron yep. James said, to me, it looked like Fizdale was the scapegoat. I yep. need answers. You know, yep. why is this guy fired? Yep. And there's been other people that come out and say, man, it's coaches with way worse records than yep. Fizz that's still the coach. Why is this guy fired? LaPaz, what you think, bro? First and foremost, babe, I'm, I need answers. I need answers, babe. It was, you know, in the Jay-Z line, babe, it was all good just a week ago. Like, Facts. it was all good last year when he was like, you ain't going to rook us and, you know, saying all that type of thing. And he had that Memphis team in the playoffs. Spade, I understand the gripe. I understand the gripe with your star player and the coach. But I felt like that could have been a situation when you call both of those guys in the office. You sit them down and be like, look, we need to work this out. We we love you, Mark, and we love the coach. And y'all got to work this out. Now, now I, they just pulled the trigger. Ace, I mean, it just happened. And they was like, you know what? We pulling the trigger. I felt like he was scapegoated as well. No, it was the next day. Huh? I was finna say it was the same day, but I think it was the next day. But you're right. I think it was just like, you know what? Marcus, he out of here. And I was like, whoa. Spade. Yeah. You know, we always talk about Memphis. Now, I know they're on a 10-game losing streak, but let me tell you what's going on in Memphis. Let me tell you what's going on. Because you might not know, Spade. Mike Conley out when in Achilles. He's out. Mm -hmm. Tyreek Evans been out. He just came back. Mario mm -hmm. Chalmers was out. He just came back. Mark mm -hmm. Gasol been playing. Jermichael Green was out. He just came back. I don't even know if he's mm -hmm. back. He might not even be out. I mean, he might not even be back. Chandler Parsons, who y'all gave a max to for a hundred damn million dollars. Hundred million dollars. He played ten minutes. He paid. He made ten million dollars a minute. <laughs> like, come on. He ain't, right. he probably he probably played a hundred minutes. In the last two seasons, like he make a million dollars a minute. That's what we doing. Like Chandler Parsons, who y'all gave spent all that money on, he literally cannot get on the floor. He played like eight to fifteen minutes for a hundred million dollars. So let me tell and you, they you didn't even mention the best part, bro. You talking ahead. about all these injuries they got? You forgot the fact that Zebo, who was yep. in some way the heart and soul yep. of this team, gone. is gone. Yep. And Tony, Tony Allen, their best boom. perimeter defender, is gone. Spade, let me tell you they roster. Dylan Brooks, who we, who I think we both like. We like I Dylan. like Dylan. Young player. Like Dylan. He's a young player. We can't, I mean, he's a rookie. He's going to have those rookie 
Ups and downs. Ups and downs. Rio, we like Rio. Mike Conley, I think we both respect Mike Conley. They got a guy named Deontay Davis, James Ennis the third. I like James Ennis, solid player. I like James. But then he ain't wowing. He ain't wowing the league. But he's a solid player. Tyreek Evans has been playing well, but he always dealt with injuries. Always through his whole career, always dealt with injuries. We love Marcus Alger. Michael Green is solid. Andrew Harrison, he's okay. Vincent Hunter, never heard of him. Jarrell Martin, uh, junkyard dog type of player. Ben McLemore, who we thought they, they got to me. Disappointment. That's to say the least. Yeah. A bus. Spade. I felt like they got rid of Tony Allen to get Ben McLemore. Chandler Parsons is just a waste of money. I don't care. Chandler Parsons could get mad at uh, Steven, Steven Jackson all he wants. But mm-hmm. Steven, what, what Steven Jackson said is 100% accurate. You make $100 million, bro. You are stealing money. Go go earn your money, bro. Um, some dude named Ivan Rabb, um, Wayne mm-hmm. Seldom, Kobe Simmons, and Brandon Wright. Like If you look at that roster, they are exactly where they're supposed to be, record-wise. And, yeah. and, that's, and that's with Dylan. That's with Dylan with no injuries. Come on. They, everybody hurt. And then you're going to fire your coach. I definitely feel like he was scapegoated. Memphis is one of those teams. I, I want to say, uh, I'm not. A, I don't want to say I'm a fan, but I sub, I subconsciously root for because they just a gritty team. And you'll be looking they're at that Memphis underdog team. We yeah, all like you just to see look at underdog. them and be like, how are they yeah. winning? And yeah, the, the moment, the moment, the moment. I mean. Losing a losing games, man, is it, it, toxic for everybody. I just felt like Mark Gasol, you know, you took a, you took some L's, and I felt like it spilled over, and it cost this guy's job, man. And I feel like yeah. I, I think he will land on his feet because I think he's a solid coach. Again, I want him to take the right job. Mark Jackson seemed to be he another guy. I feel like is a is a great coach. Take the right job, and I want Fizdale to take the take the right job, man. I want him to take the right job, the next job. I just feel like he was scapegoating now. Like it. it don't sit well with me. Don't sit well with me. Well, I tell you what. Um, Go ahead. Anytime you can get a quote from Greg Popovich, it's you. It's usually worth sharing. Greg Popovich on head coach David Fizdale. You don't know what's going on in another organization, but you know the people. I know Fizz, and like I told him, he shall have no trouble whatsoever being hired elsewhere at some point sooner rather than later because he did a hell of a job. He knows his stuff. He cares. He cares about the community as much as he does on the court. You hate to see that, but I know what his value is. I know how much he cares. It's unfortunate that it happened, but it doesn't do any good to blame. It's because of this. It's because of that. Everybody would just move on and hope that the team does well and that Fizz ends up someplace else. Um, I hope he get another head coaching job. He will. Like, I, I think what I'm afraid of is he going to end up on somebody's staff. And whereas I think he'll do a great job there too, it's just so unfair. And and this is what's tough about being, a, and I'm doing air quotes, a young coach. Because mm-hmm. I, I guess you can't even say a young coach because you look at what happened with George Carl and, and Boogie Cousins, it got, it got Boogie out of there. But you look at a coach like Greg Popovich, who we all love and respect. And he mm-hmm. deserves that respect. Mm-hmm. But you better believe. And I, I, I heard Steven Jackson say this. Tim Duncan, who Steven Jackson says is the greatest power forward in the history of the game. If Charles Duncan Barkley was out that. there half-assing. Huh? I said Charles Barkley says that. Go ahead. Yeah, but I, I still say Charles Barkley number one. So, you know. But anyway. If Tim Duncan was out there half-assing, you better believe Greg Popovich was going to be like, get That's over right. here. 
chew his ass out and sit him down. And as a coach, you got to be able to have that power. You yep. can't, if I'm a coach and I can coach these guys the way I want, but this guy right here is like, he get diplomatic immunity. Uh, he's above the law. I can't coach him the way, I, for one, that creates division within the locker room. And for two, it undermines you as a coach. How right. am I the coach if I can't do what I want, if I can't that's say what right. I want to say, if Preach. I can't coach how I want to coach? Preach. And that's what's, that's what's messed up. And Fizz ain't the only one that's going through this or has gone through it. Like, that's the thing when you're a young coach and you, you take over a team that's got a superstar, you have to be given the power to coach that superstar. If I can't get on his ass for not doing what I'm telling him to do or because I know he can play harder or because he messed up on that assignment... Yeah, I don't want the job. Like, am I the coach or am I the substitute teacher? If I'm the coach, let me coach. And and I, it's unfortunate, man. And I knew, I'm not even going to front. I knew when I saw how upset Mark Gasol was and they, they tried to pull him off and he was like, no, I'm not through. I was like, oh, shit. I already knew that wasn't going to go well for Fizz. And, and I, you know, I was hoping that maybe he would get the season, and then at the end of the season, if they didn't do well, they was going to use him for the scapegoat. But like LaPera said, it didn't take long at all. They was like, oh, Mark is mad. Get Fizz out of here. And, and that's how and it, it went. It leaves the, coaches, it leaves the, the coach in a catch-22 situation. Because you bench a guy like a James Ennis or a Dylan Brooks, first thing they can say is, well, you ain't going to bench Mark Gasol. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they see you bench Which the, I think the they leader, understand that Mark if they the see you bench team. the leader, then you they know you'll get after their ass. Mm-hmm. I, I just it just don't sit well with me. And you look at their roster, and they are they are right where they belong. That record, whatever record they have right now, with that ten game losing streak, looking at that roster, they are right where with right where they belong. And you got Chandler Parsons making a hundred million dollars playing ten and he minutes. He don't even start. Playing ten minutes. Yeah, you gotta if you got a hundred million dollar player on your team that don't start. Yeah, that, on, that starts upstairs. Yeah, Come he on. don't even start. So you do, I mean, Steven Jackson had some 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 strong criticism for this team. It's it warranted. Chandler it, Parsons barked back. He's hundred percent right. He's hundred percent right. Chandler Parsons. Chandler Parsons had one year, baby. One year. I know. He, he got paid off for that one year, and yep, it was a contract at, year. Yep. He yeah, went man. to Dallas. He, he he didn't really play in Dallas and came nope. back and got another hundred million and got more money. How? Yeah, and, and if you look at that year that he had a quote unquote good year, it wasn't phenomenal. Yeah, he like was, eighteen points a game and six yeah, boards. That's which why I'm not saying if I average eighteen, I get a hundred million dollars. That's why yeah, he I said mean, it. And they giving money away like that. So I'm not even saying he don't deserve it for that. But the point is, he can't put he can't consistently put those numbers up. He ain't put those numbers up since. But. Even though Chandler Parsons barked back, you know, my parents used to say a hit dog will holler. Chandler Parsons barked back on Steven Jackson's criticism, but his criticism wasn't just for Chandler Parsons. He also had some tough criticism for Marcus Gasol. He said Marcus Gasol is one of the best bigs in the game, and he's also receiving an over $100 million contract. But if you look at the quote-unquote top bigs of the game, that's facts. Man, these guys, they averaging double-doubles. Facts. They, they walking 2010 machines. Mark ain't giving you that this year. And granted, Mark Boogie, got a lot Boogie on him. You like 30 and 50. Come on, look at Boogie. Exactly, bro. Now, I will say this, and then we can move forward because this show going to be dumb long, but it was a great weekend sports, and we get excited when we have these types of weeks. But the team is losing right now, and that affects everybody differently. So the, the losing probably played a part in Mark Gasol going half-assed. Yep. And like it's a domino effect. You, you frustrated. All your all your soldiers you had with you that hurt or traded. Yeah. You know, like Steven Jackson said, you got Zebo gone. 
You got um, Tony Allen yeah. gone. Yep. The, the guys that you got, you got Conley, who's a hell of a player. He's been banged up. You got all these injuries. And if you mark Gasol, you're thinking, damn, like, I don't have any help. So, yeah, maybe he's frustrated. He's going half-assed. That leads to the domino. So it starts with the trade of Zebo. That's one domino. Then the injuries. That's another. Then you got Zebo. I mean, you got Gasol out there doing all he can do. He's frustrated. That's another. Now you watch it. Now you fizz watching your star player go half-ass. You're frustrated. You're losing. He's not playing hard. You pull him, and it's just a domino effect on and on. And it's a shame that it ended with Fizz being fired. My last point, Spade, I just want to say we've seen it's coaches that still had a job right now. Teams have been losing for years. Now, I, I always thought Brett Brown was a good coach with Philly, with the Sixers, mm-hmm. but I felt like they, they was giving him a raw deal with, like, making them, telling them, like, tank, lose, do this. But you look at the guy with the Nets. I think his name is Kenny Atkinson. Come on, man. Dude been losing for, like, two, three years there. Yeah. I, I feel like I think – it's t- it's a tough situation. I think Phil fit uh Fizdale will land on his feet. I think he and you know what? Sometimes it ain't it ain't a, it ain't a, a bad idea to take an assistant job, Spade. I know he probably don't want that. Well, sometimes it ain't. I think I think he's a charismatic guy too. Maybe he can go right to TV. Go go get a TV job. I mean, yeah, but he gotta want that. If his passion is coaching, he's young too. So yeah, man. I, like I said, it's just I, I a, hope it, it's a sucky situation, and I feel like. I agree with LeBron and Wade. Like, I need answers, and I felt like he was scapegoated. I don't feel like that man deserved to be fired, especially looking at that roster. Chandler Parsons make $100 million. He played 10 Come minutes. He Spade, back up to on. Michael Finley. All right, let's go, bro. Moving on. It's been a crazy week for NBA players versus NBA refs. What the hell is going on? You guys didn't know? Yep. LeBron James got one technical, got tossed. First time ever getting tossed, too, by the way. He got two. He got them back-to-back. Back-to-back, dang. He got them Drake. Yeah. AD got tossed. KD got tossed. Spade, what is going on with these officials tossing these Can I be the old guy again? Starting these star, I mean, tossing these star players that fans pay their hard-earned money to go see. Can I be the old guy again in this show? Oh, you the, you the get off my lawn guy today? I, I was that Get guy off up. my lawn. Could you not walk on my lawn, please, okay. LeBron? I'm going to tell you what's happened, bro. Talk to me. Now, the league, somewhere, I don't know where it started. But I assure you it wasn't always this way. Somewhere in there, players got this entitlement that if they disagree with your call, they can just stand there and argue this call. This ain't MLB. You can't come out here and just kick dirt on the damn home plate like this it don't it don't go that way these coaches don't have a red flag they can throw on the court and be like hold up let's review mm-hmm. that listen man you don't i'm gonna tell you the way you? it goes in the nba hell no i mean the games oh, okay. take forever as it is i'm gonna tell you how it goes if a coach i mean if a if a ref makes a call that the player don't agree with you might as well keep playing the league gonna review it at the end of the game and they're gonna give you that pat on the back that means nothing and say you know what that call in the third quarter we got it wrong when we gave you a, a flagrant two, should have been a flagrant one. Our bad. When we didn't call a foul on that shot, we should have called a foul. Our bad. It ain't going to change nothing. You know what else ain't going to change nothing? Standing there barking back and forth with the ref. It ain't going to change a thing. We see it so much, and I got to be honest, I'm tired of it. And I feel like I know all these NBA players say the same thing. I'm not your role model, blah, blah, blah. The fact is, you guys are on TV. At this point, man, you own consoles. I can get... NBA League Pass anywhere, on my mm-hmm. phone, on my video game, on my computer, on my TV. You guys are everywhere. 
and you guys are impacting the way that college players play, high school players play, AAU players play, little rec league players play. You got little kids in rec league thinking they can argue a call. You can't right. argue no damn call. And Kevin Durant is the funniest. He was, he took a shot. He got fouled. They blew the whistle, but they didn't. They didn't whistle that foul a shooting foul. And I don't think KD was out of line for this one here. But he said, uh, I was shooting. And, and the ref said, you know, he didn't think it was a shooting foul. No big deal. The next time he comes down, he shoots. He makes the shot. He turns around. He look at the ref and he yell, call that shit. That's a foul. That's a F. And he, he just goes off on the ref. So, of course, he gets the tech. He gets the tech. He pops off some more. He gets the second tech. He gets booted. They interview him after everything is over, and he says, oh, I forgot. The ref's got all the power. I just got to shut up. They do got all the power. You do got to shut up. Just shut up and play. You can't argue the call. And he's saying that sarcastically like, oh, I forgot they got all the power, and I got to shut up and play. But that's, yeah, they got all the power. When have we ever seen, other than Michael Jordan, and I have actually seen Michael Jordan, they say, I've seen the ref <laughs> converse with my, I swear to God, I've seen the ref converse with Michael and Jordan. And we know Michael like, Jordan slander on this show. I'm trying to tell you, Michael Jeffrey Jordan can do things that other folks can't do. But other than Mike, when have you ever seen a ref be like, foul, and the player go, I ain't foul him, and the ref go, oh, word, my bad, never mind, no foul. That's never happened. So shut your ass up, run down to the other end of the court and play defense. If, if you feel like you got fouled and the ref feel like you didn't get fouled, you can stand there and argue with him while play continues and your team can give up the bucket on the other end, which I've seen, unfortunately. Or you can just get back. You can just get back. You're not going to change the call. And if they if they have to start ejecting these stars to set precedents, eject their ass out of there, set wow. precedents. Get Stop off my fussing lawn. with the ref after these calls. Yes, get, get off my off lawn, my bro. Lawn. I'm fed up with it, man. You wow. can't change the call. And this KD is- trying to be smart. Oh, I guess I got to shut up. No, you can keep talking. You can keep getting tossed. You can do whatever you want. You can talk all you want. You're going to keep getting tossed. So if you want to play, you got to shut up. Yeah, that's how it goes. That's the rules. You know, first of all, you know how I feel about KD. You know how I feel about KD. I honestly feel like KD got tossed because he's seen LeBron get tossed. That's oh, how I feel. Lord. I don't that's know if I, I buy that one, bro. That's how I feel. I feel like KD got tossed because LeBron got tossed. <laughs> Because he so. he just, let me tell you, as far as the LeBron text pay, I don't, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to side with Bron. It seemed to me when even when the ref made the statement, like he he air punched, he air and punched he, at me, he yeah, air punched and he charged me. It seemed like I'm the white guy and I'm scared of this big black man. That's what he came across to me. Well, maybe I I'm, mean, Bron, maybe I'm reaching. Bron air punching at you and walking towards you might be a little scary. Spade, come on, man, LeBron. I mean. Come on, LeBron wasn't about to do nothing harmful to that. I mean, I'm not saying you saying that, but, it, but to, he said to he the was ref in a vulgar manner. If he was cussing at the ref, is that okay? I mean, I even think, if he I don't think, air think, punch and charge at him, if he cuss at the ref, is, is that part okay? of this crap? So if the ref, huh? if the, I think vulgar language is part of this crap. So I think if the ref can't take some vulgar language, then they don't need to be a ref because I think that's part of it. I think that's part you of. Think it. you should be able to cuss at the ref? I think I think yes, but I think they've been cursing at the ref what? since. You a think long you should time. be able to cuss at the ref? Maybe not say not not say the f you crap, but yeah, I think they be. I think you can be like he effing fouled me. I think you can say that. I think you can say that. 
I think you. I think that's all right, Spade. I think that's all right. Now, I'm now as far as saying or some Greek freak, how he talked to the, told the coach, ref, like, f you. I don't, now, if yeah, somebody KD told the ref, f you. Well, I got a problem with that. I don't think you should be able to say f you. But if you be like he effing fouled me, I don't think you should get tossed for that. I feel like vulgar language comes with this crap. Now, everybody, I'm pretty sure some guys in there don't that don't use profanity, but I think vulgar like language. Me. It's been plenty. Stop it. It's been plenty. <laughs> it's been plenty of times, Spade. We don't watch NFL games. We don't um. We don't watch NFL games and NBA games, and they got that big boom mic right there, and we be like, I always say, why the hell is the mic right there? Like they just on TV, just cursing, and the commentators hear it too, and sometimes they they get quiet, like, oh, I wonder did the world hear that? And yeah, we heard it, commentator man, we heard it. I just yeah. I feel like vulgar language is part of, is part of the gig. I feel like you can say he effing fouled me. I just I don't I agree with you. I don't think you should be able to say f you. So if they say that. Tee him up. But but he effing fouled me. You should not be tossed for saying he effing fouled me. And air I punching I, and I, I agree. Air I punching guess. and uh the air punch that, was, was straight. You know, he was charging me. I don't that, that's I don't know, Spade. I don't know, Spade. I don't know about that. It, it just seemed it seemed kind of weird to me, and I could be reaching. Somebody gonna let me know in the comment section. That's one thing I love about Strong arm sports. The comments give you the strong arm truth too. Sometimes, because we kick we kick the actual factors. But they be down there keeping it real, and somebody may be able to change my mind. Maybe I'm reaching, but it just seemed kind of like, oh my gosh, he was charging me and he air punched me. What you think LeBron was going to do on national TV in a crowd of twenty, thirty thousand people in the? But, Come on, bro. What but but I don't think it's so much about him saying I thought LeBron was going to hurt me. I think it's I, I think it's undermining his. His authority. His authority. You know what I'm saying? If okay. if I call it how I see it, and nobody you upset. I think his name and, was and like Kane something. Ain't nobody going to the games to see Kane. Man, Ain't nobody going to see what, Kane. If I say Kane know if LeBron can, dude, can walk up on him and customize by the call if me and the next you, night somebody walking up on hundreds of dollars to go out. see a game and somebody get tossed. Now if we if we go pay for a game and we going to see AD, we pretty much know it's a 50-50 chance that he about to get injured. Yeah, he ain't going to finish anyway. Yeah, he ain't going to finish. But if we pay 100 something dollars to go see LeBron and and they toss him, I'll be pissed, bro. I would be pissed. I'd be pissed if I go to a game. I I don't know, man. No, I, you I won't. can see your side of it. I no, definitely cuz I don't hurt competitive. I don't hurt competitive spade. And he ain't I, he ain't all being he ain't being all politically correct. He out there cursing like a sailor. I heard competitive Whoa, speed. whoa, whoa. I heard competitive watch speed. This episode. He lying, mama. Mama, he lying. <laughs> I heard competitive speed. I'm what just saying, man. If you, I think it's I in think, the context. I think F you should be, should be the trigger. You say that, you get a T. But saying... I, but but it's, it's got to be more... You can't just say F you because there's so many other I mean, things I, you I say. mean, it's other it's words like... context. That's my D... No, yeah, like it, come it's, on, it's in the context. Yeah, like if you if you think you got fouled and you didn't get the whistle, and you just turn around and you like f, like to nobody in particular, you just yelling at in frustration. I think that's okay, but if I turn around and make eye contact with the ref, and even if I say what the f you doing, I still think I think that crosses the line. I don't think you can do that. I'm not okay with that. Mm. I'm not. Mm. I ain't okay I'm, with I'm, it. I'm fifty fifty, man. It's a I'm 50 50. I'm 50 50. I mean, I'm mean, interested to know how to play. Yeah, I, I, I paid $100. I paid $100 for some seats, and I'm going in to see Brian, 
and they tossed LeBron. Now, I, I think this game was damn near over. I think Bron and them was up 25 or some crazy shit like that. But if, I, if I'm if i going in to see LeBron, I want to see LeBron. I ain't, I ain't nah, paying. it was kind of. I, I ain't, I I ain't paying to see. Uh, I ain't going to see Gladys Knight and then Gladys Knight come do midnight train to Georgia and then the pips just finish it off. I don't, come on. I'm, I'm near to see Gladys well, Knight. Now I got to play devil's advocate. What about the family who paid $100 to see Brian with they with they eight-year-old impressionable son and Brian turn around and say, man, what the F? F and call that F and... I think like, they know, man. You know? You hear it on TV. You hear it ain't... on TV. Maybe they ain't got cable. Nah, they hear it on TV. I, I Maybe think they ain't got a TV. Like, I be seeing... Little, Maybe they I, Amish. I, I, you know what's crazy is I say that to myself. I be I be like, damn, them little kids sitting courtside, I know they hear all that profanity because they out there cursing. They ain't about yeah, to stop Melo cursing. Cuss every time he get a rebound. You ain't lying. So, so I, I, I be, th- I be thinking that too. But I mean, I think that comes with the territory. So you want to know what? Don't, don't bring your kids until they of age because they're going to use profanity. They're going to use profanity. Like I said, they got them big boom sticks up there, and and you hear everything on TV. So, I'm, I'm fifty fifty. I agree with you, and then I disagree. Some words, cert, certain words, should get you a T. But he effing fouled me. Shouldn't, shouldn't get you tossed. Shouldn't get you tossed. In my opinion. We can move on, bro. So, we have decided this week we're not going to do a pick'em game. Yeah, Spade up up 10-5. He's been doing his thing. But you know what? The crazy thing is I've been letting him win. (laughs) I've been letting him win because, you know, sometimes Spade Spade gets in these little droughts. He be needing some confidence. So, I like to give him a a dub here. Now, watch this mean win streak I get on next week. You watch. Go, Spade. So, you waving the white flag? Kind of. Like we, what? What, are we what are we supposed to like start back over at zero? No, no, you up. Like a, t- I mean, bro, we can you, if you want to start like a bro. New you up ten five. You up ten five. But like I said, like I said in previous shows, I felt like all the teams, aside from these past couple, like maybe the last two three weeks, all the teams was my teams: Cowboys, Florida State, Chicago nah, Bulls. Nah, that ain't true. That ain't true. That's just you know it be looking Spade, like that. You want to pick? You want to pick the Kings Clemson game tonight? Bro, I just said we don't have a pick'em game. Do you, you want to pick? Say that. Do you want to pick Clemson in Miami <laughs> Bro, tonight? Did I not just say we ain't got a pick'em oh, game? Okay. And then what oh, I said, okay. you heard See, me say it, right? Oh, you heard, okay. you heard me say that. Okay, close the show, Spade. Strong on performer. Right. Let's get it. The last segment of the show today, man, we call this a strong on performer of the week. It is like the Heisman of podcast. It is Thanks. a very prestigious award in podcast land that is given out to a male or female who raised his or her level of play to ensure that their team got the victory. Paris, you on the hot seat. Who's your strong arm performer of the week and why? Spade, I'm going to tell you what, Spade. This guy probably should have been strong arm performer of the week numerous weeks before this because he had James been playing Harden. phenomenal. And you kind of ruined it because you always give yours to James Harden, and I'm pretty sure he's probably probably getting it again this week. But Spade, all jokes aside, yeah. this guy should have probably been on one of our strong arm performers of the week list prior to this week. But I'm going to put him up here this week. I think this is definitely his first time appearing. Probably not his last. This guy's been playing phenomenal. We're going to take it down to New Orleans, and we're talking about Alvin Kamara. This oh. kid right here, Spade, had five carries for 87 yards and a touchdown. Woo! And six catches for 101 yards receiving and a touchdown. Alvin Kamara, you are my strong arm performer of the week. Alvin Kamara. Now. Uh- 
what game was this? That's the Saints game, Spade. Saint. I mean, you gonna you gonna give me no more than Saints game? Just Saints game. That's all we get. Spade. I'm just saying it was the Saints game. I gotta give you the game. I'm just telling you yeah. it was the Saints game. Who they played? I, I don't play? remember, Spade. Who they played? I know you know. I mean, I think I know. I could be wrong. Spade, I they, they played, played the Rams. They played the Rams, didn't they? Okay. What's the problem? That was the pick'em game, right? What's the problem? Uh, you don't read the fine print? What's the fine print? To a male or female who raised his or her level of play to ensure that their team got the victory. Oh, I, was, no man, victory. I just felt like this guy could have made it. So, I mean... I can't get the Saints ain't get no victory. I know that. You can't just Spade. change the rules. Spade, I know you that. You can't argue with the ref. Do you want to get kicked off the show? I would Spade. tee you up in here. Spade, I know that. But you don't think that guy deserves strong up for him of the week? He should have been got it. But if you wouldn't have gave it to James Harden so much, okay. Why? If you wouldn't have gave it to James Harden so much, he would have been had it for one of those weeks he won. Why didn't you give it to him on one of the weeks he won? Because I had another guy that was better. Okay, you know what? Oh. Since, uh, since they got to win the game, since they got to win the game, I'm going to give it to Alfred Morris. He had 27 carries, 127 yards anyway. rushing, and a touchdown, and a tough victory over the Washington Redskins. I, for that performance, Alfred Morris, you are my strong going performer of the week. Here we go. That's what he wanted to do anyway, y'all. That's what he wanted to do anyway. Uh, let me let me bring prestige back to this segment because this man just tried to disrespect all our listeners and viewers by breaking the damn rules right there. Listen, man, when I give it to James Harden, he's deserving. I don't just pick people and say I'm gonna give you this award. You don't deserve it this week, but one week you probably did or you might one day. So uh 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 uh, that's tainting the prestige of this segment, and I'm not gonna allow you to do that. For my strong on performer of the week. I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. Oh, I'm going to toot my own horn. James toot, Harden. Toot. James Harden. I went to some NBA Summer League games this year, and I told you guys, James I tweeted, Harden I said, league, bro. I am going to scout talent in the Summer League, and I'm going to tell you guys who to keep an eye on this season based off my eye test because I'm good at this stuff. I talked about a guy named Forbes that played for the Spurs. talked about a guy named Swanigan that plays for the Blazers. And I talked about a kid named Donovan Spider Mitchell. That's a rookie that plays for the Utah Jazz. With, get this right here, LaPaz, 41 points. That's the most points by a rookie since, I believe, 2011. Know what I'm saying? Ain't no rookies doing it like that. 41 points, four boards, four dimes. Donovan Mitchell led his team to a victory over the New Orleans Pelicans. And for that performance, Spider Mitchell. You are my strong arm performer of the week. I told y'all. He, I told y'all. I told y'all. I told y'all he was going to be that dude. If Spade could give his award to James Harden every week, I should be able to give it to players that lose a game. Did I just say James Harden? Not this week. I, I thought It'll I said be back next week. It'll be back this Maybe. week. And you only, Maybe. And you only saying you only saying Donovan Mitchell because you've seen him because you want to No, I'm saying Donovan Mitchell me. because he's deserving of the award. Bro, don't taint. If, Spade, if Spade is able to give it to James Harden every week, I should be I able to give it to him. I could have gave it to him this week. He was the best player in the league this week, too. What do you mean? I could give it to him. Like, you only want to toot your own horn. All right. All right. You only want to toot your own horn because you was like, I, I was scouting summer league games and Forbes. So and 41 Donovan, points, that ain't impressive. In my rookie. head, that's how you sound. I was so scouting 40, summer 41 league 41 points, games that's not impressive. And Forbes and Swanigan. We'll just give it to Alvin Kamara on the loss. We'll just do that. 
We'll just give it to losers. That what you want to do? Kids. Tell you what. Kids, Tell you what. Is that what you want to do? Any, any of your fantasy team. Since we're just doing random stuff like that, let's just give it to Anthony Davis for 19 points and, and an injury in the loss. Well, he got hurt. He got hurt, though. He got hurt. So, so damn, we breaking rules, but we don't break rules on injuries? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know you why know I play this game anymore. As usual, as usual, I want to thank you guys for what, tuning in to another points. episode. Tuning in to another episode of Strong Arm Sports. As usual, if you're a regular here, hit the like button. It take two seconds. If you're new, hit the subscribe button. It take two seconds. There's also a bell up there. You can click that bell. It sends a notification to your phone, your email, lets you know when the new episode has been uploaded. You can check us out on the fly. We everywhere. If you don't want to see two dudes arguing about we got audio podcasts everywhere. SoundCloud, Podomatic, iTunes, we everywhere. We want to thank you guys for your continued support. Leave your strong arm performer of the week in the comment section down below. Also, let us know what what's your thoughts on everything we talked about today in the comments. Tweet us. We love you guys. We love interacting with you guys. We can't thank you guys for your continued support. Enough? Spain, anything else to add? Nope. Go, Canes. Spain, you want to pick that game before we leave? Bro, come, they got stuff. To, they got work and stuff. Come on, man. You know I got the Canes. Let's get it. Stop playing. Oh, oh so much. is this going to count? Count for what? It ain't no pick. Oh, okay. Well, well, right, thank y'all no for tuning in. Uh, we'll thank y'all for tuning week. in. We'll see you guys next episode. We out. Peace.